0: Hey, this is Jason Stein, and welcome to another Wellness Renegade podcast. We'll explore the crossroads of wellness entrepreneurs like you and me who are committed to making money while living healthier lives. People are going up against big pharma, insurance conglomerates, and the mainstream medical world. We'll be journeying into the challenges and the breakthroughs it takes to own your own business and pave the path through the mainstream medical care and truly become a wellness renegade. I'm here today with Jane, janeapp.com. I not only love that I get to share about them, they do send me a script. I'm not going to use it today. I'm going to say if you're a wellness provider, check out janeapp.com for practice management. I find that they are doing better than any other competitors. They have Google interface into reviews. They keep updating rather than kind of sitting on their laurels. And ultimately, if you use the code wellnessrenegade at sign up, you'll get one month grace period to try it out for yourself. So as I said, I'm Jason Stein, and I'm here with one of my favorite people in the globe, which, Arian Light, you have taught me more about getting comfortable with making money than anyone else that I've ever met and i've been stuck a few times where i've just picked up the call and i'm like what's your latest offer what are you doing how can you help and you do it again and again and again so before we kind of dive into this money conversation tell the listeners who you are and just you know a couple bars on your background
1: yeah good to see you mate so i'm from australia i'm um, any of you wondering where that accent comes from um so basically, that my short version of my story is: I've been into personal de- development for years, worked with thousands of people, and then hit a crisis point where my wife was diagnosed with terminal cancer. And in that time, my sort of personal development strategy didn't work. You know, I thought I was a bit sorted, and, and I really I broke as a man, as a father. Mm-hmm. We had a old boy, and I really went through a, a crisis and. At the bottom of that crisis, something cracked in me and I found a love that I never knew existed before. I read about it in books, but it was the love that permeated all things. That just was there in me and through me and it held me first and then it was able to move through me and hold my wife and my son. And then in another miracle, she found that love in herself and she called it the love that cannot die. And in the last months of her life, we we filled and drunk as we grieved her life and her not fulfilling on her dreams and not being able to raise her boy and all of that tragedy, we just kept cracking open deeper and deeper into love. And so when she actually passed in my arms, it was one of the most loving moments of my life. You while wild grief and loss and pain was there. And after her passing, there was this, like, Uh, wild prayer, I guess you'd call it, to give myself to this love, to learn it, to be it, to teach it, to share it, anything I could do, because this love had shown me not only what I was at my core, but actually that if I can let it move through me, (laughs) that it actually turns me into a way better man than I ever could while I was trying to be the best man I could. It was this, it just, it brought me into a place of grace, a place of internal connection, but also initiated an action and a power to to help and serve in a way that I'd been trying to with my, you know, vision boards, my, pers- my affirmations, and this love just came alive like a fire in me. Mm. And so... My life now, I, I run a long-term training program called Warriors of Love, which is training people to, yeah, ignite that love inside them. And then I also run the Embodied Business Institute. So basically when people have reached a point, they've got a business they want to bring into the world, but they want to do it in a different way, what I call the embodied way, which is less about five-step strategies and more about igniting the current of your own passion and letting that lead you into action in your business. And I help you know, thousands of people every year, maybe tens of thousands, not sure on numbers, um, to really make the impact they're here to make in an embodied way. There you go. There's my short version. <laughs> I love it.
0: I love it. You know what I love about it is it took a crisis to to crack it open. And, it really,
1: yeah. yeah.
0: You know, um, in the wellness world, this money thing is such a sticking point for so many, which is weird because it's like a trillion dollar business now, and so there's yeah. many, many people there getting into it for the wrong reasons, kind of like the green. Rush of cannabis and cbd and and um, making money, yet most wellness providers that I know that are really good struggle they struggle with mm-hmm. money, yeah, and I'm just wondering first, why do you think that is?
1: <laughs> you don't know how many times i've answered this question because it's so true and like to give it 30 seconds in my background my parents were hippies um they dropped out of the system they believed money was the root of all evil and they said you know we're not going to let money run our lives we live grow, i grew up part in the like right out in the middle of the bush that's what we call the, the forest or what do you call it in america in the uh, bush the forest <laughs> yeah okay anyway um, so and yet yeah, Money actually ruled out thing, the, the lack of money, the worry about money ruled my childhood home. Yeah, there was stress, there was fear, there was so much issues around money. And so I realized at a really young age, these guys don't know what they're talking about with money, <laughs> you know. So, so I think it's, it's across the board that a lot of people, especially spiritual people or conscious people, they make a choice. They 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 see the modern world and the way it's running. Yeah. They see capitalism, they see a world chasing, trying to strive to get more, and they see that game and they go, Fuck you. <laughs> I'm not allowed to sure if I'm allowed to swear on your yeah, podcast. Yeah, you can you can be so, you okay, on this podcast. Right. So so they see the system and they see the person that the system wants them to be. And they say, no, I don't want any part in that. And that, that choice is an incredibly powerful choice to, to go our own way, to be a renegade, as you'd call it. And one of the most powerful choices we can make is to not run inside a system that we've been told we should be, whatever that is. But the problem is then we don't create a new one. Yeah, mm-hmm. so but with money, that it's a system that we can have a relationship with where we're working for the man and we're disempowered by it. And breaking out of that is a really powerful choice. But like my parents did and like so many of my clients do, they haven't then gone, well, well, what relationship am I going to have with money? And so their relationship is fundamentally one of you're not going to control me or I'm not going to let you run my life. Or and so there's a resistance to money rather than what the next step is. Cause that, that step's a really powerful first step is right. to, you know, run by the man to break free and run into the forest and go, I'm, you know, I, I want to live close to my heart and I want to follow a life true to me. But I th- think then we, if, if they stay there, then they haven't developed new patterns around money. So therefore the old ones come in. Yeah. The old patterns of work hard, the old patterns of someone else has got it. I don't. So that's my short version of why I think often wellness leaders, as you call them, um, or spiritual people often struggle with money because they've made a choice. And I haven't yeah,
0: Yeah, I like what you're saying about patterns because when when I came to you, I knew how to work hard, I knew how to do those five steps, I knew how to market and I did Mm. it well, but there was a there was a glass ceiling and I couldn't break through the glass ceiling. I just struggled and struggled and and I couldn't figure it out. And it was because my patterns had limiting beliefs in them, and it's almost like an energetic pipeline that it was like high blood pressure where it got all constricted. And really, um, there's a couple of meditations in my life that have made a world of difference. One of those was a meditation that allowed to not only have the money come in, but have it go back out, so circulation. Yeah. Yep. And then you had a wealth warrior meditation. And yep. I listened to that thing every day for a year. Like I didn't miss every day. And yeah. it was amazing how hooked I used to get on money conversations. And I still got work to do, but it's a completely different um, relationship than it was.
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, I know this podcast isn't about you, but watching you find, you know, how you're going to live your life, you know, find your path and watching you sell up and, and really walk the renegade path. I was there watching that happen and watching where you made that choice from yeah that it wasn't from oh okay i've got to do this new strategy it was like i have to be true to this and then i've watched you create money more success by being true to your wildness and that's that's the thing i love doing is that often people come with this sense of well i guess i better learn money then and they they feel like they have to sort of be somebody they're not to become wealthy and and right. to be good at sales, be able to sell and promote and all these things it's like no, no we can do it absolutely true to our wild spirit yeah we can make shit loads of money doing what we absolutely love making incredible difference it's just about have we built a new paradigm that allows that to exist because otherwise we've either got the old one or we're resisting the old one yeah yeah,
0: yeah. and it's really weird because i know so many wellness providers that they might even get better at building and making money, but they're not into retirement. They're not into revenue streams. It's like, I I see it again and again, the model that is most common is work harder, make more in the sense of one-to-one usually relationship between your healing modality and the person you're helping. And you could raise your prices, but you know, when someone's $500 per session, it does happen, but, it just, it there's a little like, mm, is that the only model, right? Or the like, you're a hundred dollars a session, but you see people every 15 minutes and kind of turn them. Mm. And so part of this is model based. And I'm I'm curious, how do you shift the mentality of one hour of my time costs this per hour into a different model? How do you help people do that?
1: Yeah, yeah, you're right. I do help people do that a lot. And for me, it's sort of like entrepreneurial one oh one. In fact, this is my son came to me a year ago. He's he was 14 then, he's 15 now, and he said, Dad, I want to be an entrepreneur. <laughs> you know, I didn't even know what the he's I want to own businesses. And I was like, I didn't even know he knew that. He just suddenly came out of it now he's left school and he's pursuing his business growing dream. It's amazing to watch. But anyway, I I said, Okay, I'm gonna tell you the biggest thing i know about business yeah the single biggest thing is that business in certainly in this industry in terms of the what i call the wisdom industry so helping people in some way is but it's true across lots of boards it is very simply a value thing the more value you create the more money you can make yeah and so therefore the more you know your people you know what they really want and you can provide that the solutions you know those things to that then the more money you can make and so what the the shift then is which is you know throughout most entrepreneurial trainings i've ever done this is really clear it's the fundamental shift from understanding the exchange is my time my effort for yours to the value that i can provide and so if i can shift from looking at how much have i given away and therefore how much am i allowed to receive to just how much value can I provide? So you spoke about that one meditation that you did for a year. Yeah, that took me half an hour to create, and the whole Wealth Warrior program took me two months to create a whole program. And now it's done, and it's continually tra- transforming people's lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's offering incredible value. Someone can buy it for five hundred dollars, and their life can be transformed. I've done nothing now. That was I put that into something. It now sits and hums like. Same with the book. You can right. pick a book off your. That author might be dead, and yet they'd still transform your life. They could be doing something completely different. They might not even agree with what's in the book anymore, and yet it can transform your life. So the ability to recognise what value do I give, and how can I basically increase the value and decrease the time it takes me mm. to deliver that value—that's basically the algorithm of becoming more and more successful in business—is increase the value you offer and then decrease the time it takes to deliver that value and the better you get at that then the more people you can impact and the less time you can take so therefore the more you can make you know more money you can make
0: you know, and the better life let's happens. let's is come that, back to your son for a second because the the metaphor or or even the specific story is he then went looked at a lot of different things he could do and he chose building websites I think f- 15 years old, he had like a full clientele of, of people that wanted websites.
1: Totally, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's, he's signing $1,000 contracts with people, you know? Yeah. He, just, like, he still doesn't realize how how amazing that is. Like he's some he's of his best mates working for $11.50 in the- you Exactly, counter help. Like, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not that counter help's not needed too, but if you're an entrepreneur, you got to find your lane. Yeah, totally. And you've got to find where you can provide value that
1: other mm. aren't. and basically people will pay where they get value. Yeah. So
0: so yeah. coming back to your parents, because I think that um, a lot of wellness people have either a scarcity mentality or just a would rather not engage with money. Right. Yeah. And I heard something on Instagram the other day. It was a really high-end consultant. He said, Do you really want to make money? Go solve rich people's problems. (laughs) (laughs) Because two things will happen. One, they'll be grateful. Two, they'll pay you. Oh, three things will happen. And the third thing is they'll include you in their circle, their inner circle. Yes. (laughs) And I'm not saying that's the way. It's it is a way. And it, you know, there's an old story that I really like about a guy who wanted to own a boat, but he lived in the desert. And he kept saying, one day I'm going to hold a boat, and one day I'm going to hold a boat. And finally, his mentor said, well, go to the coast because you're you're not going to own a boat here. Yeah. So he went to the coast and I believe this is a true story. And he started just walking up the pier, talking to people. And then he was able to get a job and he, he did get his boat. Yeah. And- and yep. so, what are your tips, tricks, tools? How do we make money not good or bad, but just it's a relationship? And how do we make that relationship healthier?
1: Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Oh, I, we could go for five hours on this, but basically, the, for me, there's two real steps. Yeah. One is unpacking the unconscious things about money. And um, this is, let me explain, this is how I think of it is that. 150 times a day we are thinking about money yeah just in subtle little ways about what am I going to spend paying a bill whatever so we've got these it's happening all the time what, what can I do I want to go traveling I can't because of money or how much is that going to cost or so we're in relationship with money uh, all the time mostly unconscious but it's there every day and that what's governing how we interact with that money so let's say you're going to spend 50 bucks that how you are your consciousness around what's happening in that moment, whether it's like, oh, God, I've got to pay out 50 bucks or whether it's like, oh, my God, here's 50 bucks. I get to, you know, um, you know, let's imagine you're paying your phone bill with that 50 bucks. I mean, as if you ever pay your phone bill with cash, but we get the metaphor. So you're paying 50 bucks and you can be focused on, shit, that's 50 bucks I haven't got. And that's, a, you know, oh, there's a whole consciousness. Or it can be I'm paying 50 bucks to talk to people around the world to make a difference. And so every time we're interacting with money, there's a consciousness going on. And if we haven't, this is probably one of my key things when I'm training people around money. If we haven't built a conscious new relationship with money, then that those interactions with money will be by our default system. Oh. Is what we learned. Yeah, yeah. what we learned. We're back at or, patterns. We're back at patterns. Or, or this is the other one that I think people don't get as much. And this is where my parents were, really, which is the resistance to the, the patterns that they got. Yeah, so that so a ex- common example I get is someone who gets taught you can have money if you work really, really hard. Yeah, they grew up with an absent father who worked really hard or whatever it is, and they've they've grown up and they've seen that and gone, I don't want that. Yeah, I don't want that pattern of working hard. So then unconsciously they're saying, I don't want money because their pattern is so they're still in resistance to that pattern. So they're either working hard to get the money or they're going, I won't work hard. So the first step in answer to your question, is to really understand what are the fundamental patterns that I'm interacting with money on a daily basis. And I don't just mean thoughts. In fact, I think this is a big one. The thoughts are secondary to the emotions that we have associated mm-hmm. with money. Mm-hmm. Yeah? These thoughts and feelings are going on around money all the time. Every interaction, every bit of money, so every time your kid comes and says, can I have 20 bucks to go to the movies? There is a, a relationship that's going on in that moment that's shaping what money is and isn't for you. Mm. and we can uncover them that's part of the path yeah to recognise they're there and you know learn to take the lid off and have a look and see are these the beliefs I want to be having? Are these the consistent emotions I want to be having around money? And so opening that up is the first step. And then the second one, which is the the fun one, because that's a bit ugly and messy and stuff, the first bit, is being able to consciously create, well, what relationships do I want to have with money? Each time I spend that money, each time the kid comes to me, each time I invest in a course or each time I pay my bills or each time a client gives me money, what's going to go on for me there, yeah? Mm -hmm. And then on a big. What is my relationship going to be with money? Because you could say money is a completely fucked up, corrupt system that's ruining the world. I wouldn't disagree with you. I fundamentally agree that that is one way to relate to money. I, I do think that the way in which our modern world is obsessed with money is destroying us. Yeah, I, I think that's a truth. But me having that truth as my core narrative around money and then withdrawing, contracting, going, those people with money are assholes, which is what my parents did doesn't actually work for me to change the world right yeah to make a difference so in actual fact i'm powerless there pointing at the bad people but i'm not changing anything yeah. whereas if i change that and in my case now money is love in motion you know money is simply what helps love grow and so the more money i have the more i can help love grow on the planet nice. that you know, I've, I've trained that that's not just like a, a lovely little thought i wrote down once i've trained habits behaviors thoughts to have that relationship with money then you know where, where i've come from my parents were, had really strong drug addiction basically we didn't have food on the table the car would break down we couldn't fix it for it like there was there was just poverty and drug addiction you know that whole we're not going to be like them so we're going to be poor to prove that we're not one of the system you know right. with it so for me to have gone from that's what was instilled in me around money to where I am now, which is, you know, such a joyous ability to create my own life, to travel, to drive an electric car, to own my own home. You know, I'm not a multi-billionaire. And maybe, I don't know, I don't really have a calling to be, but I am able to live a life really true to my love, you know, yeah. and that's that's what matters to me. And
0: yeah. that's why I liked working with you, because we share that. We share that in common. You know, it's oh, no. interesting because this thing about your background, my background, they're similar from different perspectives of our parents just shaping that money makes more problems, so you should avoid it. And Mm -hmm. uh, I've always thought that there should be a nonprofit that just helps the wealthy. Because I think (laughs) the wealthy one to 2% often don't share a lot because they feel like they need to hoard it, they need to make sure they're okay. And so if there was like a bring a wealthy person a dinner or so, something where <laughs> like hugs for wealthy people you know it, it might start to change the environment of the circulation becoming bigger and bigger
1: i've actually found now i don't know you know obviously we have our own people but of the you know 20 millionaires that i'm part of in circles with they're actually all fucking generous they're yeah actually all incredible things to benefit and this notion that the wealthy are hoarding onto their wealth, there's obviously truth in that on a, on a systematic level, but in actual fact, often the, the wealthy are the ones employing the most people, pouring the most money into the systems and also looking for ways to give back. Cause one of the things about survival consciousness is we don't have much room to be generous because, right. because it's like, will I have enough? Can I better hold on or whatever? So actually becoming wealthy for me is is actually a process and this is what had to change for me because my dad basically wealthy people are dickheads yeah he's a working class English grew up on the docks you know everyone who had money was an asshole and that's what I grew up until I was 18 or 19 I seriously thought every rich person was simply a selfish prick I just didn't have any other paradigm with which I knew my dad's paradigm wasn't true because I could see he was suffering from it it didn't work but I genuinely had to and as I've opened my eyes I haven't found Actually, an increase in selfishness in people uh-huh. who are wealthy. Not, I see selfishness across the board. So, people in poverty, I see real selfishness and generosity. People who are millionaires, selfishness and generosity. I'm not actually sure there is a correlation between the really, mountain. It's a good
0: insight because I know several millionaires, a handful. I could probably count them on two hands. And all the ones that I know as well are extremely generous. They give yeah. to their community, they give to people that are struggling. Um, but what I do notice, people don't give to them. Like <laughs> I notice that people are usually uh, ready for them to pick up the check. People God. like, and, and, and so there's still this avenue that I think. Um, one of my favorite things to do because I do have um, some very close friends that are very wealthy, and I always like to pay for the meal. Like mm. I know they can pay for it, but I know there are other situations where no one's offering. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it, it's just a fun little thing for me, and I, I've made such strides, and I'm on the road. Like, there's just more, there's more journey to go, and and I'm very excited um, because I think that uh, if more people did money work, if more people worked with you, if more people really got a better consciousness with their money their their health would get better, their relationships would get better, their livelihood would get better, their ability to access freedom would get better. So it really is a cornerstone.
1: I, look, it's so true and I, it's, you know, we all know that to, to be healthy, you have to work at it. You know, we all know that, that if you want to have a healthy life, you need to do some exercise. It's like 101, need to drink more water, eat less crap. Like it's it's so known. But so often when it comes to money, there's such an association with doing money work is to become a worshiper of money or to become one of them or to, you know. Uh, and yet it is, but like I said, we're in relationship with it all the time. And so it is shaping the fundamental um, foundations upon which we live, yeah? If we know we have enough money, if we know that we can um, always have enough money and create whatever we need, that gives us a security with which then to do our greatest work. So I'm a, I remember actually, there was a moment, um, I was doing some training, this is 20, 25 years ago, and I, I, I ran in the break, I rang up my parents and said what I thought was a horrific thing, was I said to them, I'm really sorry about this, but I've decided I'm going to be wealthy. And and like, I was really expecting them to cry and hang up the phone. Like they were just going to disown me, you know, like that's what I was waiting for. Cause that's how ingrained wealthy yeah. people are bad. And yeah. I was like, I had to make that declaration in that moment. And they right. both said, Oh, that's great. Our relationship with money has been crap. You've got to do better than us. And they <laughs> would, didn't ostracize me at all. They actually right. agreed with it, you know, right. and I've actually, you know, them increase their wealth consciousness and their wealth these days. So um, that, that ability to interrupt our stories and, and create new ones is, yeah. it's, it's actually a beautiful process. Like it's, this is the thing that when people are coming towards money work, there's often a resistance to it. It's like, oh, I don't want to do it. There's shame around it. There's a sense of, I don't want to become one of those people. Right. But actually, I'm into it. The, the question, it's not about money. It's about what would you most love? Yeah. yeah. How would you love your life to be? Yeah. yeah, How would you love to, what would you love to do your kids? How would you love to share your work in the world? How, what would you like, what, how do you want to support the environment? Like it's actually born from love in my world, yeah, in my yeah. reality. Yeah. And, and if you don't have a money consciousness that can join that. You know, I think of a bit of it like money, like a dragon. Yeah, like I think a lot of things like dragons. But, and so that if your relationship with the money dragon is it's sort of locked in a cage or it's, or you're a slave to it or whatever, and then you go and say, I've got this dream to, you know, help rebuild my local water ecosystem and I want to make it happen. If that money dragon is tight and small, it's like, oh, I haven't got the money, I haven't got the time. How are we going to do that? It's not possible. And, and so you'll, you know, you'll have to try and drag this dragon along to make this vision that you've got for a better world happen. Whereas if your money dragon is well-fed, vibrant, alive, full of possibility, you go to that same dragon and you say, I wanna fix my local wetlands. And the dragon goes, get on my back, let's fly, let's make this happen. And immediately you can just start directing things to happen. So for me, you know, being obsessed about money but making money, the center of your life is unhealthy, but being wealthy is actually an incredible pathway to love, you know, and and being able to give more love in the world.
0: I love it. I love it. Yeah. I I think this is just part one of a conversation that we, we will need to continue at a different date, but, uh, I'm super curious for people that want to find you. What, what, like, there's a few websites, but, Uh, it it, you're not like just in the phone book. It's not always easy to find (laughs) you. So how do people find you?
1: Yeah great so um embodied institute institute.com or Arion light, you know there's not many of us on the planet so either of them will find me um and really given we're talking about money now I have a program called wealth warrior yeah and if anyone reaches out and gives us the code we'll go with that code then my team hasn't set it up yet but I will sure. wellness renegades we'll give them that um, product half price
0: yeah so wellness the- renegades you guys heard it here and I've done the program I I've done lots of programs. I've done, um, uh, I'm trying to think of the guy with the bald hair that's given everybody advice. I've done Susie Orman. I've done you know, your money or your life. And this was my favorite because it included, it wasn't roll up your sleeves and do the work you don't want to do. It was how do you change your relationship starting with your emotions? And really the stages were really helpful, but the wealth warrior meditation just like blew my mind. I listened to it and I was just like, ah, just a big sigh of relief. So I love that. We'll put that in the show notes.
1: So one of the things that I I just want to leave as my, one of the key things around money that I think often we don't understand is that if we haven't done a lot of work on the internal understanding how we work internally, then we believe that our thoughts create our reality. But we know that deeper than that, if we've done some work that, our unconscious yeah which is our body is carrying all these and our emotions are carrying all these foundational realities to the way things are so to be able to transform anything in this case money and this is why what you're saying about the wealth warrior program i'm not even trying to sell it here but just talking about that to transform our relationship with anything is not just to change our thoughts but it's to change our physiology our emotions our habits until we have created that new reality and because We've been trained about money from a young age, about the way it is, the way it's not. What do I feel about money? What do I think about money? We've got such ingrained patterns that I think one of the reasons we were talking about that resistance before is that there is, it's actually deeply ingrained. So it's not easy to come in and just go, I am wealthy. I am wealthy. Oh, look, everything's changed. Right. Yeah. It's actually a real process of learning to transform my, my thoughts first, my, my paradigm about it. But then it's my consistent emotions, my physiology, my habits, my patterns, my relationship. There's a whole journey we go on to go from, you know, resistant, collapsed in poverty to really being able to be in full flow of wealth and money. So it is it's it is a, a systematic training that we all need to do.
0: Yeah, I agree. You- I agree. It's a systematic training that I've done. I've shared some of the, the work with my clients. And I highly recommend if if your money's your sticking point, because it isn't for everyone, but if it is for you, check it out. We'll put it in the show notes. I'm Jason Stein. If you like this kind of conversation, I invite you to like it, share it, subscribe. And uh, we're wellness renegades. And so I think we have to stick together because it is a David versus Goliath conversation, at least for me. And I just want to thank you, Arian, for coming today, because you're one of the game changers that I've seen really take people's stock and get them back in flow. And mm-hmm. that's a true gift. So thank you for being here today.
1: Uh, absolute pleasure. Thank you for doing the work you do. You know, I love it.
0: Nice. Bye for now, guys.